Welcome to Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicNPR.com. This is Elena DelVal, and my guest today is Professor Jaime Sushliki, who is editor of Cuban Affairs, a quarterly peer-reviewed electronic journal which publishes articles on economic, political, and social issues in contemporary Cuba. Cuban Affairs is published by the Institute for Cuban and Cuban-American Studies of the University of Miami. Professor Sushliki, welcome. Please tell us about this exciting new publication. How did it get started? Well, it got start, well, started as, a, as an idea, like most things get started. Uh, we've been toying with the idea for a couple of years to start a journal devoted to Cuba, Cuba's foreign policy, the contemporary scene in Cuba. Uh, we hesitated because of the cost of printing a journal, uh, distributing, mailing it, and so on. So uh, we came with the idea that, look, uh, the technology is there now to produce an online journal. Uh, and the benefit of the online journal is naturally is not as costly as a printed journal that has to be mailed, number one. Number two, uh, people will receive it very quickly. Third, they can download it if they want it and have it in hard copy if they want it in hard copy. Uh, fourth, it permits the articles to be more timely. Usually when you do a printed journal, you need three, four, five months for the articles to be edited and prepared and printed and so on. Whereas an electronic journal, uh, you get it uh, in a week, ten days, and so the articles can be more time sensitive, can cover issues that are more relevant, more interesting to the reader, and that's how this thing evolved. And then we decided to launch it, uh, I don't know, about five months ago. And what kind of content are you developing? Where do you see the, the um, journal heading? Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, anybody who is interested in Cuba, this is a journal for anybody that follows Cuba and wants to read in-depth about what's happening in Cuba. It is not for the strictly academic audience, although some of the academics will be writing in the journal. It has punchy articles, uh, well-written, easy to read, uh, not very academic with uh, not f a lot of footnotes. So it's going to be analytical type of articles dealing with contemporary issues. The first uh, issue of the journal has, for example, a point-counterpoint discussion on whether the travel ban to Cuba should be retained or should be lifted. Uh, writing on supporting the maintenance of the travel ban is James Kaysen, who was the head of the U.S. interest section in Havana until very recently. Now he's ambassador, U.S. ambassador in Paraguay. So he supports the maintenance of the travel ban. The opposite, uh, lift the travel ban, was written by Bill Leo Grande, who was the, he is the, uh, dean of, uh, uh, international affairs at American University. So you have a point-counterpoint discussion. There is also an article about what's happening in Latin America and the move toward the left and the victory of Venezuela in Venezuela, Hugo Chavez, the victory of Evo Morales in Bolivia. That's written by Ambassador Manuel Rocha, who was U.S. Ambassador to Bolivia, who is now uh, a consultant in, in Miami. There is another article written about uh, what happens after Fidel uh, by Brian Latell who was a former uh, CIA analyst 
uh, is now at the University of Miami as a senior research associate at the Institute for Cuban and Cuban American Studies. There is one article written by Bill Ratliff, who is a uh, analyst on Cuba and China and the relationship between Cuba and China. Bill Ratliff is at the Hoover Institution in California, a very well-known expert on both Cuba and uh, China. So those are the type of articles that I think will will capture the, the imagination of the reader, will keep the reader informed, uh, and, and, and hopefully, uh, well, we have a good number of subscribers, but hopefully a lot of people will subscribe and uh, will we'll like to look at it. I, probably in the media, we're getting a lot of media subscriptions. Naturally, the libraries are subscribing, and a lot of individuals are just are interested in following Cuba. Wow, you have some some articles and some contributors with very extensive credentials. Um, is this the trend? Are you expecting that all your contributions are going to be from experienced diplomats and academics? Absolutely. That that is going to be the mix: uh, experienced diplomat, experienced academic, uh, people that will have a point of view that they want to discuss. If it's controversial, we'll have uh, a counterpoint. We'll have a second article dealing with a different point of view about the issues. For example, the next uh, issue, which will come out in April, has an article on Iran and Cuba. Uh, that's a very interesting relationship that has been developing between the Iranians and Cuba. It's going to have an article about the military in Cuba and the role of the military. So those are the kinds of interesting articles. Beyond the the articles, and now let me add that the the journal carries also book reviews. So it has a number of book reviews about recently published books about Cuba, and it has a special section uh, on chronology, which uh, summarizes the events, what has happened in Cuba in the three months prior to the publication of the journal. The, the journal comes out every three months. So Every issue will have a three-month summary of all the events, a chronology of all the events in the previous three months. The first issue has a chronology for the whole year. So since we're starting it in January, we have the chronology for what happened in Cuba in the year 2005. And then we'll go forward like this every, every quarter. Is it easy for you to get content? Is it a challenge? Well, it's a challenge to keep the quality of the journal alive. It's a it's a challenge to get the good authors to write. Uh, it's a challenge to get the reviews and the books published. But I think that this is a challenge of, of any journal. I was for 14 years the editor of a journal called the Journal of Inter-American Affairs and also published here at the University of Miami. And it, it was a printed journal, which became even more difficult than this one. I find this one a little easier because of the technology and so on. So it, it, it's easier for the uh, for this one to to people to to read this one and to and for us to put it together. What kind of editorial staff support are, do you have? Well, I have an assistant editor, and I have two review editors and one book review editor. And uh, the book, book review editor is out of the university. Uh, Emory University, uh, uh, Juan del Aguila is the book review editor. And, uh, that's it. That's, that's the stuff. And, and I solicit the articles. 
I mean, we're also accepting unsolicited articles. So if somebody is writing on something interesting and wants to send it to us, uh, we, we, we accept it. We don't want long articles. We try the articles to be about 10 pages, no more than that, uh, sometimes a little longer. But try to be short so people can get informed, uh, good analysis. In, in, in short, they don't have to spend a lot of time reading a journal. So what are you looking for if somebody is considering, if they listen to this interview and they are considering submitting an article, what are you looking for in future articles? Well, we are definitely looking at uh, contemporary articles about contemporary Cuba dealing with economic issues, political issues, foreign relations. Uh, we are going to stay away from historical articles, and we're going to stay away from esoter esoteric articles. In other words, uh, kabuki dancing in Matanzas is not going to be a topic for the journal. Uh, whereas, uh, why is the economy faltering? Where is the economy going? What is happening with the discoveries of petroleum in the northern part of Cuba? Those in the economic area are things that we want. In the politics, what is going to happen after Fidel dies? What kind of a, a revolution? What is the... Uh, why is uh, repression so prevalent in Cuba now? Uh, what is the role of the Communist Party? What is the role of the armed forces? In foreign relations, definitely Cuba and the U.S., Cuba's relations with Iran, North Korea, Cuba's relations with Venezuela, uh, with Evo Morales in Latin America. So those are the kinds of articles that I think are of interest to the reader. What kinds of credentials are you looking for from somebody who's interested in submitting an article? Well, we prefer people that have been either practitioners of foreign relations or policy, former ambassadors, people in, 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 in a position of, of uh, governmental importance, or academics, or a prominent journalist. And those are the people that uh, we, we would like articles from. And what should they do if there's somebody out there listening to us today who is interested in sending you an article for consideration? Just to send it. Uh, look at our webpage, and uh, there, the instructions are right there. Now, the subscription, uh, if I can mention, can mention it, is only $25 a year, which is very inexpensive compared to what most journals charge. So we're charging $25 for individual subscriptions, and if there is institutions, libraries that want to subscribe, then they have multiple passcodes. So in other words, one person, uh, several persons can read the journal at the same time, and that's $95 a year and for institutions and libraries. And how are you doing with subscriptions? Are you getting a lot of interest? Oh, yeah. Well, the now, well we got some before the uh, when we announced that the journal was starting. But now that the journal is up and running and people can uh, view the table of contents, they can see the type of articles, we're getting a lot of interest, a lot of subscriptions, and hopefully that will continue as people begin to see the quality of the articles and the type of articles we're publishing. What is your, your dream subscription level? If you had your wish, by the end of this year, how many subscribers would you have? Well, if we have a 1,000 subscribers, I'll be very happy. Uh, there's not uh, a great universe of people that follow Cuba and want to read about Cuba all the time. So uh, I, I, I'll be thrilled if we can get to 1,000 subscribers by the end of the year. Wonderful. Sounds like you're well on your way. Oh, yeah. We're on our way, and I think we'll hopefully reach that, uh, that goal. 
And as people begin to see the articles and as they're quoted in the media, it's going to get more attention, and I'm, I'm hoping that we will get the, uh, that number of subscribers. How have people found out about Cuban affairs? What have you done to reach? Well, basically, we've done very little. Uh, we send it. We have a mailing list in our uh, institute of about 3,000 people. So we send that uh, uh, mailing list. Uh, we send a, a notice out uh, in the Latin American Studies Association journal that is coming out in April. There will be a, a, a little advertising, and, and, and the, the, the journal will be displayed in that association. Uh, so it, it, it's a, it's a very limited marketing because uh, again we don't we can't afford to spend great amounts of money in in advertising it but word of mouth is the best advertising and as people begin to see the quality and the type of articles I think that they will subscribe. So how are you making the journal viable? Do you accept advertising? To one? Do you accept advertising? Inside the journal, do, oh, do you sell look, ads? I don't think that uh, we are there yet. I think that advertisers want to see a number of subscribers and a number of distribution before they want to advertise. Anybody that wants to advertise, sure, we'll be happy to take an an ad now. But now it's a limited uh, distribution. So once it gets to the thousand and even more, then the advertisers will be. Are willing to probably advertise. And it's a targeted market. It's people that are interested in Cuba. It's not a general market. But with the Cuban-American population representing about 4% of the U.S. Hispanic market, you certainly have... Oh, yeah, that, that, sure, if we can reach that large number of people. Uh, I don't know how many we can reach uh, in, in the next couple of years. If, if the journal were to grow significantly, I think that a lot of people, sure, will will see this as a vehicle to subscribe to to advertise. So basically, the university is providing the staffing and the funding to make the journal possible. Correct. At this point, the institute is providing the funding. Uh, we have gotten some support from the university, and uh, we will hope to at some point break even. Excellent. What new sections or what what growth potential do you see within the journal for the coming year? Well, new sections, I don't think we're going to add any more. I think we have the, the articles, the book reviews, and the chronology, and I think that it's, it's a fairly complete, and also it can be used in a class, a classroom environment if a professor is, wants to discuss what the events that the the previous three months, this offers them a very easy uh, way to find out what, what happened in Cuba in the previous three months or in the previous year. Uh, that's not easy to find, really, when you're trying to uh, find out what happened or, or some event that happened last year and you're looking for the date. You have to go to the library and search a lot to find it. This will be easy to, to search. I mean, so, And so people will be using it for that kind of a thing. Uh, and beyond that, we were just trying to... Uh, expand the distribution, the attention of the journal, and hopefully uh, some of the major magazines and newspapers will pick up some of the stories and, and write stories about it, and, and it will become well-known nationally and internationally. Wonderful. Is there anything else that you would like to share about the journal or the project, how it got started, anything in relation to the project? No, it's part of the Institute for Cuban and Cuban-American Study. I think this was a component that did not exist. We do publish a weekly analysis of Cuba, 
Uh, we publish all kinds of information about Cuba, and we publish studies and, and research about uh, or, uh, if, if any of your listeners want to uh, look at our webpage, is CTP, C as in Charles, P as in Theodore, P as in Peter, dot I-C-C-A-S dot Miami dot E-D-U, CTP dot ICAS dot Miami dot E-D-U. And they can see all our publications and, 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 and view um, some stuff about the journal, too. And so this is the Institute for Cuban and Cuban-American Studies of the University of Miami. Correct. And this, of course, is a nonprofit entity? Absolutely. So what do you offer courses at the Institute? What else do well, you do? Well, the Institute is primarily an outreach, research, and publication arm. Uh, we do offer, for example, a summer program, intensive program on Cuba, uh, with some of the people that we have here, and we bring in students from the university and from throughout the United States to uh, study Cuba. On a regular basis, the university offers courses in the history department, political science, economics department. Uh, so, but our emphasis is primarily on research, publications, and 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 keeping people informed about what's happening in Cuba. So, you do you have a dedicated teaching staff that's part of the institute? Well, I'm the uh, the principal teaching element in the institute. We have other people that teach here, but it's not their primary function. Their primary function here is to research and to write and to lecture and consult to the media. And there are other people that are strictly uh, professors that are strictly teaching and collaborate with us, but they their primary function is teaching. Our primary function is research, publications, and outreach. Excellent. Well, it sounds like you certainly are keeping busy and you have a lot of things on your plate. We well, we you... have a project that is called the Cuba Transition Project, which looks at the future of Cuba and uh, ways how the Eastern European and other transitions have taken place and compares what Cuba can face in the future with the uh, transition that happened in other places. This is a, a one way to alert the Cuban people, the American community, the American government community about the problems that Cuba will face in the future. So it's important that Cubans understand what are the difficulties and challenges of a transition so when the day comes that Cuba changes and begins to move in a different direction, all of these studies and all of these research is available to Cuban leaders, to Cuban government, to the, uh, the Cuban population in general. All our stuff is done in both in English and Spanish. So it's translated into Spanish. Uh, some of them is sent to Cuba. Uh, some of them is published uh, in, 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 in our webpage. So everything can be accessed and people can see what we've done. So is the Cuban Affairs Journal also published in English and Spanish? No, that's one challenge that we have not faced yet, the possibility of doing it in Spanish. Uh, that is very difficult. As you know, good translations are difficult. Uh, people try to translate things literally. So this has to be done by a superb team of translators, and it's very expensive. So we're not there yet. Uh, if you look at the future, maybe in the future we will be there. But right now we're doing it only in English. Excellent. So essentially your target audience is U.S. readers. Uh, U.S., Canadian, British, anybody that reads or speaks English. 
Of course, because now that you're online, anybody can That's subscribe. That's right. And this goes to Australia tomorrow if, if anybody wants it. So it can go worldwide. Do you have subscribers outside the U.S. right now? Right now, no, because we just started the, the subscription drive. But there will be subscribers, I'm sure, in Latin America and in, in other parts of the world. Excellent. Well, congratulations for all of your successes in Cuban affairs. Thank you very much, and thank you for uh, letting me explain it. Thank you for joining us today, Professor Sushliki. This interview with Professor Jaime Sushliki, editor of Cuban Affairs, was brought to you by Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicNPR.com, providing you essential information on America's largest minority.